Welcome to The Extra here on KRDO News Radio. I am your host, Andrew Rogers, and we're continuing to uh, highlight the dozen candidates running for mayor in Colorado Springs today. And no, that's not flippant. There are 12 names on the ballot for the April 4th election. I'm joined in studio this hour by Wayne Williams, current city council member, one of those individuals running for mayor. And Wayne, thank you so much for joining us here on KRDO News Radio. Andrew, thank you, thank you for making the forum available so that voters can know more about the candidates. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And now start off with the same question I've asked everyone else so far. Some have said this is the hardest question, just to be transparent. Some have said it's the easiest. Who exactly is Wayne Williams? Uh, well, I start with the titles that never go away. Okay. I am a husband. I am a father. Uh, Holly and I have four wonderful children. They all graduated from Rampart High School here in Colorado Springs. Uh, and that is, you know, family for me is is the most important thing. So when you ask about what am I in terms of what I've done in the community? Uh, I moved here a little over 30 years ago. Uh, shortly thereafter, Bob Isaac asked me to serve on the Colorado Springs Housing Authority Board. That's how I got involved in uh, public service here in the Pikes Peak region. Uh, then later served as a county commissioner, county clerk, Colorado's secretary of state, and now on city council, where I chair the utilities board. So that's a little bit of the, the quick bio, uh, the biographical background. Um, but mostly I am someone who wants to make sure that this remains a wonderful place to raise a family. That's why Holly and I moved here and I want to continue that. Yeah. And what brought you here some 30 years ago? So I had never been to Colorado Springs. Uh, I graduated from the University of Virginia Law School and the University of Virginia uh, placement newsletter had a, a notice of a job opening in either Colorado Springs or Denver. And so I came out, interviewed with a firm, Sherman & Howard, and uh, fell in love with Colorado Springs. And I had an offer for either place, but that was an easy choice for me. And so I came to Colorado Springs. Uh, we moved at that point. We had three children. Uh, our fourth was born here. And uh, we moved out here, and I began to practice law and get involved in the community. Yeah, and, you know, as you've kind of seen the uh, community grow and change over those past, you know, three decades, what has been the biggest thing that's really stood out to you? Uh, the biggest thing that stood out to me is that this is a community where we actually work together to get things done. Uh, and that is endemic. You know, if you look in, at our history, bringing the Air Force Academy here was a community effort. Uh, when I was a county commissioner, we established the Pikes Peak RTA, which is a funding mechanism to fund transportation that most communities that have tried to look at something like that have not been able to make it happen. Uh, but working together, I was working with then Lionel, then Mayor Lionel Rivera, um, and we were able to put together the Pikes Peak RTA with a number of other folks uh, to address our, our transportation needs. And you look at how we have come together to work on that and other issues. I, you know, as I look at how we respond during disasters that have taken place uh, with both Waldo Canyon and the Black Forest fires, our community came together to work together to address the challenges and then the aftermath as well. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned your kind of varied history as far as a local and statewide government. Talk to me a little bit about making that transition from kind of local county to state and then from state back to local. So I uh, served for 12 years in leadership at El Paso County. Uh, at that point, the Secretary of State was leaving office and a number of folks from across the state asked me to step up. Uh, we had gone through a transition in terms of our uh, voting system in Colorado, and there was a concern that, to make sure that it was done correctly. 
And so I stepped in. I ran for Secretary of State, traveled throughout the entire state. Um, and then as secretary, visited with each of the different county clerks in their offices because I think it's important to actually get out of Denver and visit with folks. Uh, during that time, we did a number of initiatives. One of those is, is on the voting side to require voter verified paper ballots and to establish the nation's first forensic risk limiting audits uh, to ensure the integrity of the system, but also making sure that it was easy for people to cast a ballot. Uh, we also then, on the other parts of that job, uh, worked with our nonprofits and our businesses. And so the Colorado Nonprofit Association gave us the Nonprofit Impact Award because of the work we had done for them. Uh, we were able to reduce fees and we're entirely a fee-funded office. Uh, and we were able to reduce fees because we ran efficiently. Um, and then, of course, my favorite letter I got when I was Secretary of State was from the Animal, Wel Animal Welfare League of the San Luis Valley. And they said, uh, thanks for putting things online. It helps when you're not in the Denver area. Sometimes we have to call, though, and I'm wondering what's going to be next. And they said, and when we do, your staff is, this was the direct quote, invariably helpful and cheerful, close quote. Andrew, think of all the governments you've ever dealt with. Yeah. Think of how many of them you would describe as invariably helpful and cheerful. Very little. Yeah. And that's because one of the things that we did is work closely uh, to make sure we had services available, but I also worked with our employees, and they're a key part of any executive leadership. I'm the only candidate running for mayor who has actual executive leadership at the elected level, where you're making the decisions, where the buck stops there, and I'm proud of the record that we established. And some of it was making little changes, like here in El Paso County, putting our wait times online for the motor vehicle office so you know how long and whether this is a good day to go in to get your plates renewed or not, making services available online. We didn't even take credit cards before I became clerk, so that was one of the first things I did and make is make it so that you could more easily pay those fees. Never a fan of having to pay fees, but we certainly want to make it convenient when that happens. Um, after I finished serving as Secretary of State, I then came back uh, and I lived in Colorado Springs throughout the whole time, by the way. I always mm -hmm. commuted to Denver because this is home. And folks said, well, you're not Secretary of State anymore. Would you be willing to run for city council and serve our community? And I looked at it and I said I would love to. Uh, I got my start, as I mentioned, in Colorado Springs with the Colorado Springs Housing Authority. I've always been an advocate and a fan for this com community. And so I came back to Colorado Springs and then... Uh, in terms of elected office, uh, served as vice chair of utilities for the first two years and now as chair of the Colorado Springs Utilities. Perfect. Well, we have to take a short break. We're going to continue the conversation with city councilmen, with mayoral candidate Wayne Williams, as we continue right here on Cardio News Radio as the extra. Welcome back to The Extra here on KRDO News Radio. I'm joined by mayoral candidate Wayne Williams. You know, Wayne, we talked in that first segment about your background. I guess the next big question is, what made you decide to uh, throw your hat into this very crowded field for mayor? <laughs> well, the time I began to think about it, it wasn't quite this crowded. Uh, but uh, I welcome the opportunity. It, it's. I began to look at running for mayor, knowing that John Southers was term limited and wanting to make sure that we continued the great progress that we've made in the last eight years. You look at our community, we have added, uh, we've gone from a 30 billion economy to a 40 billion economy in just those eight years. Um, during the four years I've been on council, we've added 62 new police and 66 firefighters, three new fire stations. We have um, 
added over a thousand acres of parks and open space. So we've really been focused on getting things done for the community. I want to make sure that progress continues. Um, you have seen a, a council and a mayor work together. We have passed budgets uh, unanimously. We have worked to prioritize issues. We have established our area's first fire evacuation ordinance. We have uh, established funding for uh, our roads with respect to the renewal of the Pikes Peak RTA with 79.5% of the vote, and then also addressed other infrastructure needs, um, making sure that we established a fire mitigation fund. So that's one of the things we're able to do uh, with our leadership is make it so that we actually have a fund to help mitigate the risk of wildfire, and that's an important part of what we've done. When you look at Colorado Springs, you know, during the time I've been here, I have seen cranes and I've seen closures and I prefer cranes to closures. Um, you know, I've been here when we've closed the department stores downtown and, and, and Southeast and I am working to try to make sure that our community continues this vitalization that we've been engaged in. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned kind of that relationship between the mayor and council. This will be the third strong mayor. Obviously, you know, you have experience working back within Mayor Rivera, which was much more of the wheel him out, shake some hands, kiss some babies, cut a ribbon or two. Not really the, you know, full on executive as we have now. So how have you seen that role change and uh, what would that look like continuing in if uh, it becomes the Williams administration? So I think one of the things that absolutely did change from going from Lionel Rivera as mayor, eventually to John Southers as mayor, is you see much more that the mayor's role first is full-time. Uh, mm -hmm. I would absolutely be a full-time mayor. I'm, I'm, I would look forward to not having to juggle different hats, which you have to do when you're on city council. Um, it is an executive that actually has to run and deliver results. And that's why one of the reasons why I'm running, one of the reasons why a number of people encouraged me to run, uh, I'm honored to have the support, for example, the Colorado Springs firefighters. Um, it is part of running an office, which is different than just being a legislator. And I have great respect for those who serve as a county commissioner. Uh, I was one. Uh, I'm closely related to someone who is now. Uh, and a number of the candidates have been. But it's different being a county commissioner where you're one of five and you don't have the ultimate responsibility with the buck stops here than it is to actually be the executive. And as the candidate with that executive experience, I look forward, I'm more, much more excited about this role than I would have been if it were the ceremonial role. Yeah, and we saw, you know, really that that tension uh, during the very first strong mayor under uh, Mayor Bach, kind of that kind of, you know, butting heads between the mayor and council. Obviously, that's something Mayor Southers has worked to have that much more collaboration. What would you do to keep that positive momentum rolling between the executive and legislative branch here in Colorado Springs? So I absolutely would continue that collaboration. Uh, I have a record of having done that as an executive. As Secretary of State, you have to work with a legislature to get things through. I'm honored that 21 of the 25 bills we sponsored were able to pass. In my last year, there were four bills that we pushed in different areas. The number of no votes in the state Senate, which was closely divided between Democrats and Republicans, was zero. Um, and so I've got that record of actually working with a legislative body and doing it successfully. Um, you have to work together. Most people in the Pikes Peak area want government not just to be functional within itself, but also to work cooperatively with the other governments in the Pikes Peak area. 
We want to focus on actually getting things done as opposed to arguing with each other. And when you look at the way things work in D.C. right now, you see a legislature and executive that argue with each other rather than actually get things done. Um, that's not the model that we have adopted in Colorado Springs. It works much better when the two of them work together, and that's what my intent is and what my de- what I will implement and continue to follow through as Colorado Springs' next mayor. Yeah, and you know, we know um, there. you turn on the TV, you see the announcement that Mayor Southers is supporting and endorsing you for this race. What would you say to those critics that say that uh, electing Wayne Williams would just be a continuation of uh, kind of the Mayor Southers policy and administration? <laughs> well, first, I would say uh, most people in this community like what we've done uh, and like the progress we're making. Uh, and so I would say uh, if you don't like the progress our city's making, then perhaps I'm not your top choice for mayor, although I hope to be. Um but I will say, John and I don't always see eye to eye on everything. We we implement things differently. He probably would have had a tie on for the interview here today, and even though it's on the radio, uh, I have a dress shirt, um, and so there are some stylistic differences. There's also different backgrounds. Uh, John had never been on city council before. He had been on the prosecutorial side, um, and so he has done an excellent job as our mayor making that transition. I actually have a head start, I believe, having served on city council for four years and being aware of the work that we're doing here in our community. Um, we also have a number of great employees. And I think one of the things that is, uh, I, I would say to people who are saying, well, it's John supporting you. I'd say the Colorado Springs firefighters are also supporting me. Uh, and they have not always been supportive of uh, John Southers when he was running for office. Uh, but I am very honored to have their support. In fact, four years ago when I ran for city council, the firefighters supported another candidate. And so what I've tried to do is work to build bridges with those who might have backed someone else and to get their support going forward. Yeah, and that's obviously, you know, running as an at-large city councilman, you're not representing a certain district or whatever. You're running, you're representing the entire city and having to have that kind of more broad-scaled view as opposed to just kind of a very neighborhood-specific. It has been fascinating to look at every place in our community and and we have i've been in ribbon cuttings at panorama park in southeast and then up in the interquest area uh and then on the west side so we've got a tremendous uh diversity in our city uh we have a large city it's now the 39th largest in population but it's also large geographically and so it's important to work throughout the community uh, working, for example, at the airport business park to get more jobs in the southeast part of Colorado Springs. Um, and you've seen openings and you see, I think, cranes out there right now with some new construction that's taking place. Um, we have worked to also support, I've worked to support downtown. So I did my announce, my kickoff at uh, Widener Field, which is one of the uh, venues that didn't exist before I was on city council. And we worked through the city of champions that Mayor Bach began um, and were able to deliver a number of those by working, not having government do it alone, but instead work to support businesses and nonprofits that wanted to come forward. And so you see Robeson Arena, Widener Field, the Olympic Museum. You see that revitalization of the downtown area as well. 
I want to continue that throughout our community. Perfect. We have to take a short break and update with our top local and national headlines. Wayne, in the meantime, if anyone wants to get more information about you, your policies, what's the best way to do so? Easiest way to do it is to go to winwithwayne.org. Winwithwayne.org is the website. Perfect. We will have more with mayoral candidate Wayne Williams still ahead. Again, we have a check of our top local and statewide headlines still ahead as well, right here on KRDO News Radio. Welcome back to The Extra here on KRDO News Radio, continuing our conversation this hour with Colorado Springs mayoral candidate Wayne Williams, who we've talked a lot about the background, the decision to run for mayor, and let's talk about this great city we have here, Wayne. And uh, what do you see as far as the biggest issues facing uh, the next mayor here in Colorado Springs over the next four to eight years? You know, the biggest decision, the biggest issues facing us are the ones that often are the ones that challenge local government. Public safety is job number one for local government. Uh, That's our police, our firefighters. Uh, As our city continues to grow, we're going to need to make sure that we continue to expand those. As I mentioned, we've already added in the last four years, 62 new police positions, 66 firefighters, and three new funded, three new fire stations. Looking at some of the challenges, we have moved to a a year-round police academy so that we are able to better address uh, the needs. In in an economy like we have at the present time, telling somebody, hey, in six months we're going to start an academy, please don't do anything till then, is a little challenging. And so having more opportunities to enter that process is going to help. We have to continue to increase funding for police and fire as our community grows. We've got a number of specialized teams, and we need to make sure there are sufficient resources to support those. We have our homeless outreach teams or hot teams. We have an alternative response team because sometimes police officers may not be the best way to address a particular situation. And so we've worked closely with our community, with the involvement of our Law Enforcement Transparency and Advisory Commission uh, to get input as to how best to respond to certain issues. Um, In addition to that uh, absolutely critical public safety component, we're also going to have to continue to address our transportation and and infrastructure needs. Uh, Ballot issue 2C provided funding for our roads uh, in terms of maintenance. Uh, We're going to have to continue to make sure that we follow through and deliver on the promises made. It's one of the things that's absolutely critical to me when we helped establish the Pikes Peak RTA, we established some very specific criteria that had to be met. We listed projects. Uh, we've done the same thing in 2C. And the next mayor is going to have to make sure we deliver on those promises uh, because you cannot uh, tell the people one thing and do another. And so we have been honored with the absolutely great support for the Pikes Peak RTA and for the 2C renewal. We're going to have to continue to make sure we deliver on those promises so we're worthy of it. We've got to make sure that we, in, on the other infrastructure side, that we're addressing our water needs as a community, uh, something that I've done as Colorado Springs Utilities. We've signed a agreement with Bent County to allow us to acquire 15,000 acre feet, which is the amount of water 100,000 people use. Uh, we've already acquired 3,000 acre feet, but we're doing it in a new way. Instead of buying a farm and drying it up, we're working with existing farmers to upgrade their irrigation systems and buy the water that is saved as a result. So it's a win-win where we work together as a community, not just in Colorado Springs, but throughout the Arkansas Valley. 
Yeah, and with that, you know, with that kind of need for development as well, knowing that there are some big issues you just touched on, both transportation and water, how do we balance that uh, need to uh, obviously keep growing? We know that uh, we're having this economic growth. We're kind of locked in as far as where we can grow, but also our infrastructure in some places may not be keeping up. Right, and so we have to address those very clearly. And so one of the things we did as a city council is established a police and fire uh, impact fee that allows us to, as new development comes in, to receive funding to cover the fire apparatus, the police stations, fire stations that are necessary as a result. Uh, on the water side, we established a fee so that growth pays for the acquisition of new water rights. Uh, so we tried to tie that together. We also established a buffer ordinance that requires us to have sufficient water for our community first uh, before we bring in additional communities into uh, Colorado Springs. Not that that might not be something that's appropriate, but we've got to make sure we take care of our water needs first as a community. And we've got to make sure as we look at the Colorado River uh, that we are planning for the fact that it no longer produces as much water as it once did. Uh, and you know, regardless of the source, regardless of the issue, uh, we have very little control over the interstate compact that controls the allocation of Colorado River resources. But 70%, Andrew, of Colorado Springs water comes from the Colorado River. And so we absolutely uh, have to address that challenge head on. And I've done that on city council where we've adopted an ordinance that says we need to have an extra buffer to make sure that we have protected it. The old way we did things in Colorado Springs was you had a an ordinance that said you can annex as long as you have enough water for the, and this is the quote, foreseeable future, close quote. I don't know what that means. If you ask your three-year-old what the foreseeable mm -hmm. future might be, that might be dinner tonight. Uh, if you ask someone else, it might be a decade, but we didn't define it. Now we actually define it so it's a fair system and people know what the standard is and we can work to acquire the water necessary to support that standard. Yeah, and you know, uh, roads is another big thing. I, I remember years ago, the end-all be-all to the uh, east-west plague here in Colorado Springs was the Austin Bluffs and Union Interchange. That was going to fix everything but yet, uh, it's kind of, uh, dare I say, a nightmare at times to get east to west across Colorado Springs. What can be done with that, knowing that there's so many you know, things that probably should have been done decades ago that simply haven't, and now trying to bring that up is uh, potentially you know, impacting some legacy neighborhoods? So the Pikes Peak RTA established a lot of the funding that made some of these improvements possible. So the Austin Bluffs Union Interchange wasn't going to fix everything, but was an absolute key. Uh, when I was teaching at UCCS, I would be sitting at that intersection sometimes for four or five lights mm -hmm. uh, just to get through. Uh, but the Pikes Peak RTA also funded the Woodman Academy interchange and the improvements at Woodman and Union. Uh, we just, through some creative ways of restriping, added additional lanes in the eastern part of Woodman in the city. So we absolutely have to address east-west mobility and north-south mobility uh, as a county commissioner, I helped get the funding for Cosmics, which is where we widened I-25 from four lanes to six mm -hmm. lanes. I remember Mayor Rivera and I going up to visit with Governor Owens and saying, we want these trans bond dollars that will help address this need, and we're able to, to get those for our community. Uh, it does mean working with the state. It does mean working with the federal government at times. And so as a uh, someone who has 
been successful in working with those levels of government to get funding for our area, I'll continue to advocate for it as our next mayor. Yeah. Um, another big issue that uh, a lot of people tend to bring up is, you know, kind of the increase in our homeless population as well. I know you'd mentioned, you know, kind of working with the CSPD and some of their outreach teams. Is there anything else that can be done, uh, not only, you know, to help with that housing level and making sure that uh, we are taking care of those people, but also the uh, the infrastructure, the water, things like that, that uh, might be impacted by these camps along our creek beds? So the first thing we have to do, and this is something we have been successful in doing in Colorado Springs, is to have a bed so that we can tell people you can't camp in this area. Uh, we have sufficient beds to do that. We've been able to do that even, and I would check in with the Springs Rescue Mission or other providers uh, during those really cold snaps we've had. We've always had that bed available. That means we can enforce a no camping ban, particularly along our riparian waterways uh, where it affects our water supply. We can affect, uh, we can enforce a no sit or lie ordinance that prohibits individuals from blocking uh, access to businesses and homes. And so, absolutely, we there are things we can do. On Colorado Springs City Council, we've expanded the area covered by the sit-lie ordinance, and we need to continue to look at that as we go forward and as we have the resources for our homeless outreach teams. We also have to make sure that the resources are available for those who want them, uh, for those who want help moving either into a home or moving out of addiction, uh, and addressing mental health issues that do exist. And so working with our nonprofits, we've been able to do this. Colorado Springs is one of the few communities in America that actually had a reduction in the number of unhoused homeless. Doesn't mean the issue's over. Doesn't mean it's all taken care of. But we have made progress, and we need to continue that in the next four and eight years. Yeah, and another big thing, we know Colorado Springs has been such a big draw. We see a lot of the, you know, big businesses coming in. Obviously, Amazon has had a huge role. Here, we're seeing more business development, but how do we kind of manage kind of attracting some of those larger out-of-state businesses while also encouraging our small businesses and kind of continuing some of the mom and pops here that does make such a thriving, especially downtown core? Absolutely. So we have an economic, we have economic development incentives that aren't just available to the large uh, enterprises. They scale and they're also results-based. So if you're adding employees, then we want to help provide support for that. And that's true whether it's a small business or a large business. Uh, one of the things we did during the pandemic, for example, is recognizing that many restaurants uh, were greatly impacted is we established a sales tax rebate program so that they were able to uh, receive uh, assistance um, as their receipts had declined during the time of COVID. And so we're trying to make sure we support those small businesses. Many of those restaurateurs you know, have a single restaurant that is theirs or, you know, Louis Pizza has three or four mm -hmm. locations. So you've got small businesses that we wanted to make sure that we supported and we provided the assistance they need. One of the other things we've done that helps, you know, when I opened my business, uh, I was kind of surprised to get a letter from the assessor saying, dear Mr. Williams, uh, you've opened a business, but we've not received a personal property tax form from you. And I was going, a what? Uh, because I was not aware that we actually charged an annual tax on the desk and the computer and the printer that I bought and I was expected to pay taxes on that every time. As a county commissioner, we got rid of the county component of the personal property tax. 
The city's done the same thing. We need to work to make it so that those small businesses aren't affected by a lot of paperwork and are free to run their business and be able to hire and grow and provide the services that they want to. Well, we have to take a quick break. Obviously, a lot to get into. We have one more segment. We'll be right back with Wayne Williams right here on KRDO News Radio. Thanks, Andrew. Welcome back to The Extra here on KRDO News Radio. We're continuing our conversation, wrapping up our conversation, really, with uh, mayoral candidate Wayne Williams. It seems like this has always been a very fast hour here, 9 to 10 along KRDO News Radio. But, Wayne, we appreciate the time. Is there anything big that... uh, we haven't touched on that you wanted to make sure that we did address during this time. You know, I think we've covered the major issues, public safety, transportation, water infrastructure, and ensuring the economic vitality of our community. That's what I'm focused on. For folks who want more information, they can go to winwithwayne.org. They can also email waynewilliamsformayor at gmail.com. Very clever title there. And uh, they can also call 299-1886. Um, So we want to make sure that folks have uh, the opportunity to get to know the candidates, to know what we stand for and what we've done. And when you look at, um, as I was walking through your studio here, I saw a poster with a quote from Teddy Roosevelt. It's not the critic who counts. Um, And there are always those who want to criticize. I'm more focused on trying to actually get things done to be the man of the arena, to, to take the steps necessary to accomplish what's necessary in our community. That means the new water ordinance that actually protects us. It meant creating the Pikes Peak RTA to address long-term transportation needs. It means taking the steps that we have to, working cooperatively as a community. It also means being able to work with others. And so when Colorado Springs Utilities faced an issue in a piece of legislation, I reached out to Senator Bennett's office and the senator was able to get an amendment that addressed the needs for Colorado Springs utilities. Um, that ability to work with people at the federal and state level is something that's absolutely critical for our next mayor because Colorado Springs is not an island. Uh, you know, I mentioned making sure we have good people serving in the police area. I serve as an appointee from Gov- Governor Jared Polis on the Peace Officer Standards Training Board, mm-hmm. uh, making sure that we remove that ability to be an officer from those who don't deserve it and that we provide the training necessary to allow our police to succeed. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned uh, working with the state and federal delegations. I know we're running out on time, and this is probably a question we could talk a whole hour about, but uh, if elected, does Space Command stay here in Colorado Springs? I am absolutely going to continue to fight for Space Command. One of the things I've done as chair of Colorado Springs Utilities is to make sure that we have resilient power that supports the armed forces and their bases here. It's absolutely critical. It's one of the, I think the key factors. Yeah. And, you know, kind of working with that, obviously that's so in flux right now, is there really much more that uh, a city or mayor could do to kind of sway such a big moving federal decision? So I think making sure that we continue to advocate, making sure that we provide the resources necessary. We've had a great partnership with our military bases as a county commissioner. I helped get the funding for gate 20 and highway 16 interchange improvements. Pikes Peak RTA built the second phase of North of South Academy down there on the north side of Fort Carson, where there used to be these bridge abutments without bridges. Uh, we just, at Colorado Springs Utilities, agreed to take over the maintenance of the utilities lines at Fort Carson so that the warfighters can concentrate on what they do and so that we can do what we do efficiently. It's providing that continued support that is absolutely critical, and it's the support from the community. The, the men and women who serve in our military 
receive when they go out in the community of Colorado Springs. We have an awesome community that supports the military. Absolutely. Wayne, we really appreciate the time. That website and email one more time for people who want to learn more, maybe engage with the campaign. It is winwithwayne.org and waynewilliamsformayor at gmail.com. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you so much, Wayne. That does it here for this interview with Mayor Candidate Wayne Williams. You can read more again at Wayne William, or at winwithwayne.org. We have the Tom Martino Troubleshooter Show still ahead here on KRDO News Radio.